The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free shipping when you go to Manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. All right, what is up, fam? We are back for another special edition of our Fighter Spotlight. I'm your host, Stephen Rochelle. To the right of me, the crazy man himself, Mr. Evil Eddie. And to the bottom is the man, the myth himself, our guest for, for, for this evening. Big we'll be back on in about two hours to do our normal combat deviants, but UFC middleweight, Josh, was that for med? Is that the pronunciation? Friend. Fred. Obviously. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> I wouldn't try too hard on a name like that, bro. Huh? <laughs> so when I logged in on Instagram, right, I was looking you up. And originally I was like, oh, he added me as a friend. We're friends? I was like, oh, no. I keep getting confused with their last name because <laughs> friend. I was just like, Jesus. But then your fighter name is the Big Yins. So, like, what, what, what the hell is a Yins? Is that like a, a new – uh shaving product for manscape what is <laughs> nah nah that's a it's a name that was given to me since i moved out here to denver uh yins is kind of like uh y'all for uh anyone who's from the south uh coming from pittsburgh pennsylvania instead of saying uh what are y'all doing hey what are yins doing uh just something that it's our dialect in the east coast so it's almost like, you know, where's Daniel Cormier from? Uh, we're all Louisiana. the Louisiana. Yeah. So like instead of Cormier, it's Cormier and they have like their own dialect over here yeah. by New York. We just say, yo, or sup or hi, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's crazy. First thing I thought was the yin yang twins. put together. <laughs> like, the big like, just like, all right, man. You can have Josh so, yeah. rapping over here or something. What's up, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know what will come on Combat Deviants, man. Yeah, I've had man. some crazy interviews. Yeah, uh, you know who is rapping, and it's not a Gracie this time or Frank Mir. Um, Sam Hoger, Sam Hoger. Oh yeah, he is one of Ultimate Fighter. Are you a fan of Ultimate Fighter? 
Uh, tough. Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan. I grew up watching it. I mean, um, also I, affiliation with it, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's a dope show. Uh, I got offered to do it a couple years back, but decided to take a uh, LFA title fight instead. But I think that, you know, keep it going, worked, keep it going strong. I think that worked out well, right? <laughs> nah, you know, it's all hindsight. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, I mean, you look at it now, like, uh, like, 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 uh, you see a lot of fighters who make it or don't make it. They don't really care for, I guess, that ultimate fighter contract where even if you were on the show and you didn't make it or you're not even on the finale and don't fight, you're stuck for that six months after the show's done. Yeah, the, the, the contract's all weird and whatnot, but... Uh, I mean, no, like, you no get why the, why the UFC has to protect themselves and things of that nature, but at the same time, you also want to be fighter-friendly. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, uh, I think we, we just had Helen Peralta on, and she's still on the, uh, the Fuck Disney uh, platform. <laughs> she's still not happy about how uh, her season went and things of that nature. But everyone has different experiences when, when, when it comes to it. Obviously, are you excited about this upcoming season of Tough? We got, uh, we got um, McGregor and, and Chandler. It should be uh, quite interesting. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a super fun uh, season. You got two uh, – characters honestly michael chandler and uh conor mcgregor i think that that's gonna be really entertaining tv did you did you see ultimate fighter season 22 with conor and uh uriah on there that was one of my favorites man because (laughs) conor like it built up the jose aldo fight obviously leading up to all of it it couldn't have been any better right but through the whole series he just came out with all these one-liners that really helped the UFC and brought on so many new fans. So I don't mean to switch. We're going to come back to the ultimate fighter in this season, but there's a lot of new fans right now that don't even know who John Jones is. They barely know who Michael Chandler is and his Bellator career. Um, You're getting a lot of new followers, a lot of new people tuning in, following you on Instagram, Twitter, you see it all. Um, What kind of engagements are you seeing with the, the new generation here? Oh, I mean, just like you said, it's just new people who aren't familiar with the sport, aren't familiar with the history of it. And uh, that's that's a good thing. We're getting people who haven't really thought about fighting as a sport. They still think it's a little taboo and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> interactions are, man, you get crazy ones from these new people who don't really know what goes into it or don't know how it goes. Uh, it's all bullshit, but hey, it is what it is. And you just keep pushing. You get any dick pics or anything sent? To- <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God. I'm I mean, good I, on that. I feel so bad for these girls. We've interviewed girls where it's just like you don't yeah, even want to know what goes in. Down. They, yeah, no, they, I, they, I they give their imagine. account off to to the other half or you know a manager or something. They just don't want to deal with it. I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, we had one girl that said a guy was willing to pay her to change his diaper like stuff like that that's how far it goes so it's like are you even an mma fan how'd you how'd you even find me man but here's what me and steve keep talking about back and forth we have the ultimate fighter going on you have uh the contender series going on you have pfl trying out new ideas doing the tournament which is what made the ufc so exciting originally now for this upcoming event they're having at home judging i think tim kennedy uh tim kennedy's doing one um 
And they're coming up with all these new ideas. What's an idea you'd like to see the UFC do? Would you like to see tournaments come back? I mean, they're trying the Ultimate Fighter again with Connor. They're getting the big name pay-per-views with John Jones, even though fans don't really even know who he is right now. What would you like to see in 2023 for the UFC? Honestly, I... I like the way that the UFC is doing things. You know, they're putting on the best fights with the best fighters against each other. I think that the tournament style is a great idea. You have Bellator doing the Grand Prix. You have PFL doing the tournament. And I think that's a great way of doing it. But also, uh, the UFC, if ever, would want to do that, I think I would be up for that. But I think they're doing a great job with how they're matching fights. It's not like boxing where you get a bunch of people who are padding their records like if you're good you're gonna fight someone good that's what we were saying for bkfc right steve like the misfit fight and you know you had a lot of those fights right now ever since the big change that's the one positive thing is the matchmaking but the one negative thing that we're seeing you can have an amazing fight and the judges are swinging this way in that way um what kind of changes would you like to see i know you've probably been asked this before but you guys are the ones that are going to have to speak up. It's your career, and it takes a big pull when you're new to the UFC and you put in all this hard work, spend all this money, make all these sacrifices, and you think you won, and then you hear this. So what, what would you like to see change with uh, judging? Uh, more education. Uh, I, I've seen what goes into the training for these judges, and, I mean, it's, it's a very – it's hard to describe how to judge a fight because the 10 must system is more boxing related than anything. So it's really hard to describe aggressiveness or how to handle that. I would like to see a lot more ex fighters getting into the judging and being able to sit ringside and call fights because a lot of these judges who are doing it right now, they've never been in a fight. They don't know what it's like. They just see what they see on TV and what they learned in the books. But until you get a feel of it for what it actually feels like and what it is, I think and, we're gonna have at, and further to your point, Josh, you're sitting there saying educate them better. I think a lot of these referees, judges, etc., should have to go to an event with like uh, some form of, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be like the, the biggest star in the world. Maybe somebody was just, you know, big in that town. You know, he, he made it to, to, to the UFC or belt or whatever and have these guys just sit there and break this down. You know, you know, there was a fight happening. It was close back and forth. There's a point where the guy was dangerous. But like, look right there. See how he was doing, doing this and getting like showing them things to look at, to say when these guys are defending themselves to let this fight go on, to, to let the, let this happen for the referee side, side of thing. And the same goes with the judging, like sitting there having a guy go, break this thing down after they go and look at this fight it's just something that that we need to do i guess a better job of you know even though it shouldn't be us as fans or us as media members or or you as fighters to go in to educate an athletic commission on how a fight should be judged yeah you're right i think that is, they this also is the unfortunate like, place where we're at <laughs> <laughs> i think they also should have to you know to talk about it i think referees and judges just like uh, officials in the NBA or NFL, they they have to discuss the calls that they're made. They have to make reports. Like if an umpire throws out someone in baseball, he has to write a report after it, and you have to give reasons as to why. I think that an after-action report for certain fights would be, you know, something that would be smart to do. 
I mean, not just like not to sit there and out, you know, ex judge why, you know, why referee, whatever, just so we know what to do to better it moving forward. We're all human. We make mistakes. You guys understand it. I'd be like, I just don't want it, the, the mistake to be my fight was kind of most of the sentiment, you know, fighters would have. But at the same time, we need to know how to how to how to better it moving forward. We have to be proactive with it. something. You have to do something in place where the, something like that doesn't happen again. Where we don't have to sit there and have this question: Hey, what's going on with this? Why is the you know why is this specific judge bad? Why is this specific referee bad? Do something to help them better themselves, hold them accountable, and ha- and have it moving forward. And if you have X amount of issues, they don't do it. You find someone else. You you yeah. said you got to watch what the judges do in in training. Like they have a thing to go by. They have a guideline on what they're supposed to do. Like you go to the process and you go to athletic commission and you, and you file paperwork yeah. to go and be a referee, be a judge. They do have a, 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 some type of training program, but it's not anything where like when you get in some of these bad situations where you're going to have um, these guys get caught in, 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 in a bad situation. They don't know what to do. They yeah. don't know this or that. They're not educated properly to where where we are as media members, as fans, as fighters, even a, a, as coaches. Like it's sometimes you feel bad on these guys because you uh, coaches going over talking to uh, a, an athletic commission official, having a meltdown because of because the, their their fighter got got screwed because of someone didn't know what they were doing is is, is there getting a paycheck for it? Yeah, and, that's and the it, worst part about and, it. And right? You know, you know what? Um. Uh, jo- Josh, man, uh, check your phone. Did you get my hundred dollars for the PayPal for this interview? <laughs> oh man, here we go. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I was actually waiting. You know, I thought Yins were gonna send that over a little bit. <laughs> here, here, I'm gonna send. Go. I'm gonna send it right now, Steve. Uh, oh man, you're, you're yeah, the well, one that started this, Steve. Yeah, oh. I mean, I mean, I did, but at the same time, it needed to be said, man. Like, I don't, I, I really don't like doing things that way. I really don't, but. I, I asked. I seen he did an interview later, in the, you know, a, a couple weeks later, and I asked him on on, on a post. And next thing I know, he's in my DM, who? losing his mind. Who? Who? Um, Mister Dumas. All right, all right. Well, it kind of blew up this week, Steve. It, it I, I just think his his management responses was absolutely terrible, and they literally failed him on every front. Big ups to Josh to being hooked up with Iridium because they, they at least know what they're doing. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, it, it's a big thing anymore. People are asking for t- uh, payment for interviews and everything, and it's kind of like tipping culture in America. Like, no matter where you go, everyone's going to flip that screen around to you, ask you for a tip, ask you for this. Hey, kudos to him for asking because you know someone's going to pay that, right? You might not. I might not. I'm never going to ask for it. But someone out there will. And, you know, you'd never know and unless see, you That's ask. on the other side of things where I said, like, it kind of got off the rails. Because at the same time, I do feel bad for a, a, a lot of you fighters. Because when you guys are breaking in, getting in, being your first handful of fights in, you're losing money. You're, 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 you're giving away money before you even get there. You know, we just, we just had... Um, uh, 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 another middleweight uh, on who hasn't fought in the two years. He made, pretty much told us his next fight is going to be paying off all the medical stuff that he literally just went through over the last two years. So I'm in this situation where I, I'm like, I don't want to bury the guy, but this is something we need to have a conversation about. Like, if you're going to go about things this way, this isn't how 
we go about things. And the other thing is, is the, the his management could have indebted the whole thing. There would have been no, no post, no, 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 nothing. If the management says, Hey, l- l- you know, tell him that to email us, tell him that, to message us. You, you literally basically on the whole point of it made your, your athlete look bad on every level from the, the interaction he allowed to happen between me and him when he knew he was going to shoot me down anyways and then be the after fact when he basically made his fighter look like a liar. Like how much, how bad do you want to make your, your, your guy look here just to make, just to try to rub my nose and Oh, like I'm nobody. Okay, fine. I'm nobody. Then why are you responding to it? You're responding to it because it was an issue. You guys all created, you had to do, I guess the, uh, the PR smoke fire to do what they did. I, I just, it's a bad look all the way around. I, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't have did it, but at the same time, he didn't need to have the reaction he did when I when I asked him if he charged these guys for an interview, which you know when I went and looked, they only have what I think like 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 less than four hundred YouTube subscribers. I mean, I can make this up. I'm like, oh well, we have seven hundred. What? Yeah, but outside, but I wanna, I'm not sitting here playing that game. But it's like like he said, they're saying we do live, in, I guess, in a tipping culture when you know we're, we're talking OnlyFans, we're talking Patreon, we're talking. There's other levels to what the media is. But at the same time, like you don't want to, you're just sitting there saying like, well, my guys are going to get paid. Are you going to do the same thing when when they go do you when you guys do UFC press next week? Nah, nah, I don't get paid for that. <laughs> but, but that's but that's the thing. Like I get now, if I was asking him to come on location and he's doing the X, Y, and Z, you absolutely can ask a, ask me for anything because I'm asking you to leave the comp- confines of what you're doing for your time, your energy, your effort. Yes. I expect someone to ask, ask to charge me for that. But if we're just sitting here like this on our free time or whatever, yeah, I might not be what you call UFC credentials, but we've interviewed just about anyone and everyone over the last fifth, last, last, you know, five, six years. years combined. But I'm not sitting there. I don't want to sit there and name drop. Let me, I've talked let me to make this a NFL point. player that, that, you know, this, it, it's not about that. That's not how the media athlete thing works. And, yeah. Like, like he said, it is a changing culture, but at the same time, like we all know what uh, I guess the the line of professionalism. There's a way to go about things if you want to go about things that way. That just wasn't the way to do it. Now, Josh, let me make a, a great point here. So I was talking to you about social media, right? And the people that comment. And when you comment back, you comment to this guy who's commenting on this photo and that photo. You see a couple of engagements. Once you comment back, now you got a new fan. He's, he's seeing inside of your life. It's one fan at a time as you come up. And when you're doing what we do, like this is a new show, right? I do another show that is a top 40 podcast. Steve has done another show for 12, 14, 15 years. We're trying to get together and build something up just like fighters do, right? And for us to reach out, to new fighters and try to get personal with them. It's the most exciting part of this entire job is to meet you guys and to bring you guys in front of more people. What we have on YouTube is not what we have on iTunes. And it's more personal when somebody sees you fight, but then they see a podcast. They get to see you. They get to know who you are. They get to relate. Um, How many podcasts do you think you've done at this point? Uh, leading up to this one or just overall in general? Oh, overall. Yes. Yeah. Overall, a good bit. A good a lot, bit, right? Actually. Yeah. 
And how many fans has it helped over the years that help you grow? Just one fan at a time that just helps interact and they actually tune in because there's a lot of diehards that they follow and they know this fighter and that fighter, but they don't really care that much about the entire roster. When you start going on podcasts and you start interacting, it has a whole different element, a different vibe. This new generation is about this kind of an interaction, you know? So for us to be able to afford a $100 interview, I can understand at certain points because we do know what you guys go through. But we're just trying I mean, to help shit, one of you. guys could at least let me hold a dub, right? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll send you some weed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in Denver, bro. I ain't got no worries on that. Oh, man. Yeah, they just legalized it here in Connecticut. Matter of fact, uh, they have dispensaries open. My brother spent $90 on two gummies, five joints, and a vape pen. I said, bro, I yeah. would have given you that. <laughs> you taxes, taxes will get you. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a big thing. And uh, kind of relating the weed thing to doing these interviews, Elias Theodoro, even at his highest stage, was going on this podcast, that podcast, and having a message about changing the world of MMA, about smoking weed and not taking pain pills. And by him going out there and interacting on all these shows, he actually did make a difference. And that makes me really happy that Elias was able to do that and took the time to help fighters not get addicted to opiates. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of, uh... You know, as soon as Pittsburgh legalizes it completely, I might move home. But uh, it's a huge, it's a huge help. You know, we, I, I don't... we just getting it a little bit nicer over here in Philly too. So we, I, I mean, I feel you on that. On that one, it's so weird how you can be in what live in the same damn state. I do live in the same damn state, and you can't get on the same page. I, I can get it in Philadelphia, but but Josh is in Pittsburgh, and he can't get it. How far away are you? Philly, what do you mean? He's in Pittsburgh? Yeah, he's from... He's but from how far are you? I'm I'm literally as far as out from Philadelphia as you can get without still being in Philly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Josh, you there? Yeah, I'm here, bud. Sorry about that. All right, well, I had yeah, to move some things around. <laughs> why would you move out of your luxury home that uh, Eddie Holmes got you? <laughs> man i wanted to uh i wanted to move and get somewhere where i wasn't the big fish in the pond you know i needed yeah. to get somewhere where there was a a lot more talent a lot more skill people who know people and get <clears throat> get with a good camp with a bunch of good fighters and i found that it was between florida or denver and i've trained down in florida a lot but uh i came out to denver for a week fell in love with it I really don't know if I'll see myself leaving this place. Now, I got to ask something about that. I just had Skylar Maverick on last night, and she said one of the biggest things that she loved when she got to Denver was the altitude. She yeah. just couldn't wait for the, the benefits of, of being in Colorado. Are you going to be one of those guys that literally stay in camp literally to like the day before you're supposed to be there and then and then fly out? Yeah, I mean, I've I've picked up my entire life and I moved it out here to Colorado. So I go home every once in a while, you know, see family, hang out with friends. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm full time out here in Denver, and it's the altitude's amazing. Uh, definitely benefits you when you go down to sea level or somewhere else, and I take full advantage of that. 
So, man, let me ask you that. What is the dark side that you use? You seem like such a nice, clean-cut <laughs> guy going on your Instagram. There's, like, uh, messages and photos, like, thank grandma. Which we all love our grandmas, right? But then I, I look on some posts, it's like, the dark side. What, what What's up with that? Yeah, man. I mean, you don't you don't get in this sport if you're not a little demented, if you don't have a little bit of a dark side to you. Uh, I might look, you know handsome as hell and I might look like I'm a frat boy but I'm the furthest <laughs> thing from there you know I grew up I grew up pretty dark I grew up pretty uh pretty broke all the time and you know the crews I used to hang around with the stuff I used to do thank god I'm not doing it anymore because uh, I wouldn't be here if I were yeah we were we were talking to Roberto Duran Jr. about that and how he changed his life living in New York and how easy it is to get involved in that stuff and how hard it is. Like right now, I'm trying to move out of the third most dangerous city in America. And I got 12 weeks to do it. So I'm putting in all these hours. And it's so easy to get involved with stuff like that. But now you're out. But you're still embracing it, Josh. You're still <laughs> embracing the dark side. It still lives within you. So what what really clicks that kind of personality on? What do you do backstage? Is there music? Like how do you get in the zone for that? Ah, music, memories, and uh, goals, pretty much, you know. Uh, I've had this goal since I was 10 years old, 12 years old. Uh, I've always I saw that curly hair football photo of you <laughs> when you were little. Yeah. Man. Senior year yeah. football, man. <laughs> but what, what was, about uh, this Dumas fight is going to really fire you up? I mean – Dude, I'm I'm a realist. I'm not gonna come out here and front on anyone. Like you know what it is. I'm 0-2 right now in the UFC. What what more fire do I need than to go out here and make a statement? Because if I don't, I'm not in the UFC anymore. So like, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I don't need any extra motivation. Yeah, backstage. You're going to have to really try to talk to your coaches to get that out of your mind and come relax because like, is that something that you guys work on? If that's in the back of your mind, because you might get a little anxious in there and not listen to the coaches. Like, like how do they adjust you while you're getting ready to visit that dark side and keep you on the hit? Uh, my coaches are awesome. They, they know me and they know how I work. They know how I, uh, how I operate. And uh, there is no, there's no pressure going into this one. There is no uh, fear of uh, the result, if you will. Uh, I did that my last fight. I put way too much pressure on myself. I just way too much. So this one, I'm just going, I'm reverting back to who I was a year ago. I, I never thought about <clears throat> getting in a cage. And I never thought in a sense, you know, when I got to the UFC is when I finally first started like, oh man, this is, this is kind of something, right? you know, it's a little bit yeah. of pressure, but before that I just went in and scrapped, dude. I just went in and threw hands and that's, that's all I'm going out to do this time. I'm glad that you said that because I really hope you realize that you are one in a million. When they say, Oh, it's one in a million to make it to the UFC, bro. You are one of those one in a million. You are there right now, embracing it, embracing every second. What was it like? I got two more questions for you. What was it like? when you first made that walkout and you smell, you know, chicken and beer and, and what, what was that really like for you? Oh, dude, it was everything I ever dreamed of. 
Uh, my very first fight in the UFC was in front of a sold-out crowd on a pay-per-view card down in Jacksonville. And uh, I dreamt of that moment for years. And it was awesome to finally get to, you know, get that. But uh, that's all nice and dandy and everything. But the one feeling I haven't got to feel yet is a win in the UFC and the walkout after a win. So that's what I'm most looking forward to. What is it about this upcoming opponent that you actually think you have an advantage over? Or what do you admire about your upcoming opponent uh, with his traits as a fighter? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even thinking about what he does well, what he does this, 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 that, and the other. It's it's more about me and myself. I need to yeah. go out there and, you know, show everyone who I am. But, you know, yeah, give yeah. props to where props are due. He's done a very good job building himself up, getting himself to this point. Uh, we were almost matched up for my Dana White contender. Uh, no, my uh, Dana White looking for a fight in uh, Missouri. But uh, that fell through because he had an opportunity. Uh, props to him. And, I mean, he looks like a fun dude. Looks like someone that I could definitely smoke a little weed with. Uh, but, you know, we got to <laughs> – I'll agree with that. I'll definitely agree we, with that. He definitely has that look of somebody I would definitely want to go have a beer with, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he looks like a chill dude. It, it is what it is. But uh, we'll, we'll go out and we'll fight. We'll handle it afterwards. Now, now he was talking about. Obviously, you know, you 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 know what what's online here. This is this is uh this is this is the one that makes makes it or breaks it for you right now. You don't really have to get get much up to get this. Now you're sitting there saying you you have to show everyone. What is something something you want to show your fans, the UFC, etc. You know, in, in this coming fight on on the eleventh. Go back and look at my highlights before I got to the UFC. That's what I'm trying to show at this level. I I, I definitely hope hope we see it just for the the sake sake of the fight in general. Just because it looks like it is going to be an exciting matchup. Yeah. I, I definitely I definitely feel like you know. I'm, so I'm I got a hundred dollars on I'm, I'm a board right here. <laughs> I got a hundred dollars around. It's, 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 that's never going to leave me alone anytime I talk about about it anymore. Yeah, man, we we really can't wait for it. Um, I I got one more for you here. How's how's your dog doing, bro? You you get to bring him with you anywhere? I see him on on your Instagram. Oh, I got uh, I got two dogs, uh, my Pitbull Odin and my German Shepherd Riker. Yeah, I take those boys everywhere. It's so crazy, yeah, I, bro. Everyone I got has my dog sitting right here. He's just giving me the look like, can I come over here now? What's going on, guys? Yeah, everyone has yeah. these big dogs now. But for, for fighters, like they're getting to bring them to the UFC uh, for interviews and stuff like that. And it really helps with uh anxiety and stuff but you got two of them bro and you're a fighter that dude that's that's a lot man i give you a lot of credit and we really wish you nothing but the best for this upcoming fight man appreciate that dude appreciate that yeah i could never imagine taking my dogs anywhere near the ufc my pity is not you know the most friendliest with uh other people my german shepherd's an absolute goober of a dog he loves anyone and you know i got my girl she's in the air force so like it uh, it's a pretty it badass crew we got over here. You gotta get, uh, <laughs> you gotta get yourself a pet rat, bro, and bring them on your shoulder everywhere you go. That's what you. Gotta <laughs> do. That's what I do, at least. Yo, Steven, that dog is sick, dude. Yo, he's a. a we caught. He had. We got him from this girl. We just came across him online. He's like, her and her boyfriend were breaking up. They got the dog, 
And it was just she was wound up one taking care of him. He was off running around, wound up cheating on her. We had to call going over because like we had to go go check him out because he apparently he wasn't good with men. So I go over, he bowls me over like I'm a bowling pin, like licking my face, like all crazy. I'm like you though. <laughs> freaking goofball. But we call him Moose because he he acts like he's like a this little fifth like 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 yeah. like, like five pound chihuahua when he's like a hundred and hundred and ten pound pit bull and he's just as you see just jumping right over here on my chest like hey what's up dude <laughs> he thinks he's a lap dog I love him to death but oh my god he's a moose that's why we call him uh, it's hey, name is Zeus we named him Zeus but Zeus and Moose is kind of kind of rhyming, and I, literally that's how I call him. I'm like, what's up, Moose? Yeah. Here, All right. What we hey, like boys, to do at well, this gotta... point in the interview is we hand the imaginary microphone over to you. If you have any shout-outs, sponsors, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. Yeah, I appreciate it because I, I got to get bouncing. But, uh, hey, shout-out to you boys. Hey, thanks for bringing me on, getting me this exposure. Thanks for the hundo. Um, shout-out to uh, Eddie Holmes, always helping me out from Pittsburgh, you know, big best custom home builders out there uh you guys you're gonna you're in a in for a treat march 11th i promise you that bring the fireworks brother i want to i want to see fight of the night on that one <laughs> let's go another all right josh really appreciate the time my friend best of skill uh in in the fight you know hopefully we can we can get you back on here again have some fun uh, you know, obviously, uh, maybe in between fights, so it's not so so close and so crazy. We don't have to, you know, rush on, rush off, and have a little bit more fun. All right, my friend. Feel that, dude. Appreciate it. All, All right, right, man. Best of skill, man. We'll, we'll be in touch. Have a good one. All, All right, right everyone. That was Mister Josh Friend. Josh Friend. That was that was yeah, fun, man. You know, it, definitely looking forward to this fight. Like I said, regardless of the stuff with me and his opponent or not, like I'm not oh, like obviously like like it's like listen, dude. We we got we got lucky, got the opportunity to go go get his opponent after all all, all the malarkey that went on. Wish them both the be- best of skill. Uh, you know, like I said, the only my only issue is just how everything was handled. Uh, you know, we could we could dr- drill back over again. You know, w- whatever if uh, if um, you know, uh, the, the Kawas want, want, want to come and have a conversation. Always more, more than welcome to, 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 to open the air. It's up to you guys when you guys actually want to put your heads on straight and actually act like a real, a, a real management company, media company, whatever you guys are. Yeah, man. Any, Other any, than that, dude, go get, go get him, Josh. You know, yeah. do your thing. Just for you know, that, I, I'm gonna I, put a hundred. Yeah, love his energy. Love the type of person he was. And I, I, I'm, I'm dead serious when I agree with that. Like we're, we're. Cedric looks like a like a guy that you know I'd smoke an L with, have a beer with, yeah. have a shot with, but yeah. things happen the way they happen. People I handle know. things poorly. Some people just need to sit, sit there. And How the funny handle. was it though last week when we were doing the interview and our <laughs> and our guest was like, "Oh man, did you guys see that tweet about the fight?" I was like, "Bro, that was Steve, bro." <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have, we have yeah, that that that, that hundred dollar line is never gonna leave it. It's never gonna leave it. I wish we could send Josh like a pair of uh hundred dollar Viper shorts for him to walk out to or some shit in the octagon. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, but you know how the UFC works. That don't work no more. But yeah, as long as it's not again, fun. uh, fun one with Josh. Actually, you know, we'll be back here. You know, hour, hour and a half. I got a lot of great questions for it too. So yeah, we're gonna don't want to miss. Obviously. Uh, uh, we got to get into some John Jones tonight. He is back. 
The King is back. We're going to be talking with Tyler Randall and Ryan and Ryan Dalton. Big Ryan fan of the show, I see. Fighting on the celebrity boxing card um, <laughs> March 11th. So that should be fun. <laughs> Tyler Randall is fighting March 17th on the on the BKFC 38 event. Then that's with with our old our, me and me and Eddie's good friend Mr. Daniel Strauss is is dipping his hat into BKFC wow. and he's wow. going to be taking on uh Mr. Uh, Mr. Nguyen. It should be a fun one, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, we'll see you guys in just a little bit here. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Peace out. We'll be back hour hour and a half, maybe less.